What's up, everybody, and welcome to Decision Time. I'm Misha, and I speak with product and business leaders about their unique approach to decision-making. Each episode features a new leader where we discuss a recent product launch, we'll learn about their business, the unknowns leading up to the launch, and how they manage their time to ensure success. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Very excited for today's pod, speaking with Arun Nagarajan from Evolve. Arun, welcome. Hey, Misha. Thanks for having me. So to kick things off, maybe you can tell the audience a little bit about yourself and the company you're at now and what the company does. Yeah. Uh, nice to meet uh, Misha again. My name is Arun Nagarajan, Chief Product and Technology Officer here at Evolve. Uh, we are a company that helps uh, owners of vacation property make uh, revenue out of their property by uh, putting it on, distributing it through different channels like uh, Airbnb, VRBO, uh, our own sort of direct booking site. Um, and uh, we've had the uh, pleasure of serving 30,000 plus property owners, uh, millions of guests, uh, helping generate 3 billion plus in uh, revenue for our owners. Um, and we've been doing this for a little over a decade. Um, and I'm, I'm relatively new here, uh, two and a half months in, uh, and excited to take uh, the company to the, the next sort of technology milestones as we build up our, our sort of towards our mission. Uh, prior to this, I was a uh, co-founder and CTO at uh, a technology startup in the learning and development space, a company called Big Spring, modern take on onboarding and ongoing training. Uh, prior to that, spent a little over five years at Uber, building and launch, launching the Uber Eats business, uh, help uh, I built the first version of that with the small team in 100 days and helped scale that to 30 billion in sales around the world uh, over five years. Uh, prior to that, spent some time at Google, working on Google Docs and Drive and a couple other startups. Uh, got started building apps back in the BlackBerry, Palm OS days, and uh, uh, that was a fun run for my first uh, first part of the career. I love the BlackBerry, even though I like the iPhone. Sometimes I'm, I'm very nostalgic for it. Okay, so you're in the hospitality and vacation business now. It's something that's near and dear to my heart because I haven't taken a vacation yet this year, but I <laughs> do. So talk to us a little bit about what you're working on now. Can you tell us a little bit about a product that you're either about to launch or you may have recently launched? I know you, you said you joined recently. So yeah. whatever example you think is appropriate. And then talk to us about what led to the decision to build that thing. Yes, I mean I can talk about a product that is you know already kind of started before I joined, uh, but if anything, uh, you know I, I help kind of accelerate some some things about it and, and get it launched, and I can talk a little bit about that, which is our new uh, owner app. Um, so we have an app, um, uh, you know we get um, fifteen twenty thousand users a week um, that use our product to check um, their revenue, uh, their ratings, their feedback, uh, engage with our um, vacation advisors or our sort of uh, property advisors. Uh, this is a, if you own a, a vacation home, a ski house, a lake house, um, and you're trying to make some revenue out of it, uh, you'd use the Evolve sort of app to manage that. Uh, maybe even block a weekend for yourself and your family. Those are all the things you do on the product. We had a previous version of the app that was uh, built in some proprietary technology, kind of hard to manage. Um, and one of the things we wanted to do was launch this new version as soon as possible so we can own our stack end to end, which will allow us to have a much higher ceiling of the experiences we can deliver and iterate much faster in it. Um, so a decision we had to make was at what level of parity do we sort of initiate and like push this new product, right? 
Uh, and that's a tricky one, right? Because anytime you change technology, uh, there's friction. Um, and so that was a, you know, an interesting decision I can talk through that might be uh, an interesting conversation here. Very interesting because, you know, so often product teams are, are driven by customer requests. So that becomes the focal point for how things get prioritized. But it sounds like in this case, what you decided to prioritize was improving a technology for the purposes yep. of having more control over your tech exactly. stack, as you said, that can lead exactly. to better experiences. So you made a decision uh, to build something that customers themselves probably didn't explicitly ask for, right? Because they don't know how the backend works. Right. Clearly, you felt there was an opportunity to improve customer experience. Can you talk a little bit about what other variables did you take into account to say, like, okay, we're going to do this internal thing that people won't understand that we're doing, but they'll benefit from when it's there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is one of the hardest ones, and uh, certainly like credit to the team because they had, some of this had started before I even uh, joined joined on board. But I can talk about the the larger decision, right? So, uh, of course, ultimately the goal is to optimize for the customer experience. Um, however, doing that on shaky architecture, shaky technology stack, um, you know, over time, you're just, you may get some early wins, but you're going to get stuck on something that you don't control long-term and you're going to hit a ceiling where potentially there's a new capability you cannot build. Um, and, and, th and that's, that's a, a real challenge. So with the trade-off, what we had to do was here's the backlog of things that right now we're unable to achieve. Um, and in order to achieve that, we need to fundamental sort of retooling and introduce introduction of this new technology stack to then be able to accelerate on that. And a big sort of you know, decision-making framework for me is always prioritize enablers and blockers, right? So, you know, especially on a, when you're, uh, as a team gets bigger, um, you know, shipping features almost gets a little easier. Uh, what becomes harder to prioritize is like what is going to accelerate my delivery in the future, and second, what is going to reduce friction uh, in de delivering something. So, like when you really start to think about you know uh, enablers and blockers, this was a clear enabler and maybe even a blocker that we had to prioritize first. Um, the challenge here, actually, the decision was like extremely clear to us. Where um, you know how do we sort of like get this out was like the bigger question which is at what point is it good enough? We rebuilt this app from the ground up uh, and it was sort of a, a hard decision we had to make was, well, um, we may not have every single feature right away, but we need to go make contact with reality, uh, you know, figure out like what else we're missing uh, before we say, hey, this is going to be just a new version. It's the same exact parity. And then from here on, we'll take off, right? We actually decided to launch the app slightly behind. Um, and that led to some frustration and some, you know, uh, uh, negative feedback. But we quickly gained that trust back because we are once we got the feedback of the missing features, we quickly caught up, and now we're off to the races. Um, so while there was about a week of stress, where like, hey, we're getting this feedback. On the flip side, we got some nice reviews saying I'm very impressed by the velocity with which they address my feedback. Um, so it's a trust building week where. We put out something, we then sort of got some feedback, we fixed the sort of the core features that was missing, and we were also able to explain to many of them why we did this, uh, why it gives us a new foundation to kind of go invest in. Uh, and now we have this sort of like full control of our stack, uh, any feature that is in our roadmap, 
is no longer a technical blocker. It's more of a you know normal product prioritization process of do we build this particular UI, this report, this filtering capability, uh, this navigational gesture, and we just start to you know kind of prioritize normally and go. But the hard decision was this sort of replatforming uh, that we had to kind of take and and go iterate on it. And it's never go you know it's always risk. Uh, and I think we just made the right sort of trade-off of it's, I would rather release and then fix forward than wait and keep perfecting and, you know, take another three months before we launch. Uh, and by making contact with reality, we knew the exact 12 things we had to fix. And people allowed when you break something uh, and we're able to respond to that and, and kind of go forward from there. And so I assume one of the measures of success would have been the ability to now have built some of those things that were in the backlog. Is that correct? Exactly. Exactly. And, and we've already started on that. Um, and and that's, been, that's been awesome to kind of see our team kind of lean on that uh, ASAP. So you've gotten to parity. Sounds like you may be even a little bit past parity now. And you're building some of the things that you couldn't have built before. Okay. So part and parcel to making these decisions in addition to having a framework is how you spend your time to arrive at your conclusions. If you had to parse out how you allocate your time between being pulled by people above you, maybe the leadership team, spending time with the people who report to you, ideally spending time with customers, and somewhere in there, there's got to be room for just thinking and ruminating. How would you describe what your typical week looks like? It certainly varies. Um, I, I think, obviously, like the most important thing is uh, ensuring that the 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 business is succeeding right the the basic the fun, the, I would always kind of start with are we keeping the lights on and, and you know effectively are we keeping our promises right um, so prioritizing that planned committed things are getting executed on um, is the first place I generally start with because um, I think once if you kind of you know lose ground it's extra hard to kind of catch back up right kind of just like defending the ground and just keeping you know the fundamental sound is a big area that I invest a lot of time in uh, and that includes like you know finding blockers uh, you know what is what is causing uh, product teams to move a little slower uh, is that unnecessary process is there uh, friction that I can help in, eliminate and, and kind of prioritize that second thing is staying aligned with the the rest of the leadership team um, so I would say like that's probably is a couple of like longer meetings we have on a weekly basis. And that's a primary place where we're communicating across the org uh, through the leadership team, uh, the chief revenue officer, the chief growth officer, um, uh, our, our sort of uh, customer success, uh, customer experience leaders. Uh, and that's been a, a great forum for me to just get signals from across the org to ensure that as a leadership team, we're fully aligned uh, with what we're trying to optimize for and how do we track progress. Uh, third is probably spending a lot more time with our customers. Um, so um, I try to, you know, uh, I try to read every app review uh, that comes in. Uh, and if any of them have interesting ideas, I quickly try to respond to them one-on-one uh, -on -one just to kind of get them on a phone, listen to them. Uh, the trick here is not to overreacting to someone that is very specifically upset about one thing, uh, but you try to extract signals, hear other, you know, hear their points of view, um, uh, but I think customer uh, time is, is gold uh, and you have to kind of really pick and choose uh, the right interfaces for that. But that's something that I keep trying to keep my eyes on um, open for opportunities there. Uh, and then and then I think that the team, uh, that's something that I 
obviously super important to find just like, you know, general career development conversations and all that stuff. But in every one of those other pieces, the team is there, right? So I am constantly spending time with the team as I'm kind of thinking about, are we delivering what we're committing to? Are we, as a leadership team, are we aligned? Uh, are we listening to our customers and reacting appropriately? So the team kind of comes across the entire spectrum there. But then, of course, every couple of weeks, you have to zoom out and say, do we have the right talent? Do we have the right mentorship? Are we uh, you know, giving the right sort of opportunity to the right people, right? Uh, rumination is probably the time where it's like hardest to kind of pull off. Thankfully, uh, you know, one of the things I like to do is go on long runs. Uh, and that's sort of like my meditative time. Uh, so that's, you know, I just feel like uh, it brings a lot of random thoughts together and new ideas form or uh, bad ideas are discarded. So I, I kind of, I guess, double dip a little bit where my sort of personal workout time and ruminating time kind of blends together. Uh, but it is important where there are a lot of times just like having unscheduled time with just a piece of paper makes a world of difference or going on long runs or walks. Um so yeah, you got to fit that in somewhere, uh, but it is like, there's no art to this in my mind other than just kind of, you know, especially at my, at my role, uh, I don't get to dictate, here's my schedule, you have to fit in. I have to kind of bend to the, the world around me a little bit. Uh, and, and, and that's part of the job. So, um, so yeah, that's sort of how I kind of think about allocating my time. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I go on runs at about 5.36 a.m. in the morning. Oh, wow, okay. Well, the dog wakes me up, so I have no choice at that point. Uh, and, and I figured I'd just use the time exactly the way you described, that random thoughts come in uh, and I try to make sense of them. It's, it's just uh, the best alone time that I get throughout the day. So uh, I'm with you. Let me try to bridge the two conversations together. What I'm interested in is you talked about spending time with your team, spending time in alignment with the leadership team. And you started the conversation by giving us a decision framework, which is prioritize enablers and blockers. And that's something that clearly is important to you. And what I'm curious about is how do you manage to ensure that the team that reports to you sees it the same way? And consistency in decision-making is important. Is there anything that you do to ensure that the people that you work with think about those things before they come to you? At the end of the day, you can't be the arbiter of everything. You need to trust your team. Yeah, I think you know, cult, that's, that's, you know, I guess in so many words, that is culture, right? Culture is sort of what happens when you're not in the room, right? Culture is sort of the decision-making framework for these slightly tricky things. Um, and, you know, the three or four things I've been really pushing for is, you know, customer orientation, right? Obsess about the customer experience, thinking things end-to-end, -end. like your job doesn't stop when the code is written or the product is shipped. Like you got to keep going until it actually makes contact with reality with the customer and, you know, see their feedback and all that stuff, right? So really kind of thinking end to end. Third is going deep technically, right? We're a tech org. Um, don't just, you know, learn SQL if you have to go and analyze data yourself. Um, the, we live in a world with everything with, you know, chat GPT and everything, right? Just the technical depth is much more accessible, right? Um, and I want people to really stretch themselves. And the fourth is acting with urgency. Uh, you know, we we have to. You know, uh, we don't we don't just deserve something because we're there. We have to be you know the first and the best. Uh, so we got to get out there and iterate uh, as fast as possible. So those are four things that I've been constantly beating the drum on with the team. Um, and 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 that's you know those four sort of things right like you know one of the things i'm not beating the drum on right now is things like quality right 
and and you know because I you have something has to give right it's like I don't think we have a quality problem I think we have an urgency problem and a speed problem right uh, and you have to sort of leave some rooms for you know you can't just say do everything well uh, and in the, the order of priority those four things are the most important things we have to solve for um, and. Uh, you know, there's no checklist that I have my team go through uh, for these, but I think just me repeating those four things over and over again until they, you know, they get sick of me has helped, I think. Um, and, you know, I, the other things I also say is like, here's an example of something I'm totally comfortable with, right? Um, it, does it really matter if you shipped priority five, eight, three, one in that order, as long as you got the top 10 things done as soon as possible? Right. Um, so like to me, velocity trumps sequencing. Um, like again, these are trade-offs. Uh, there are times when like sequencing, choosing what you work on is the most important thing, especially when like, you know, time is precious and all that, right? And things are hard to do. But in software, releases are cheap. You can release a lot, you can iterate much faster. Uh, so perhaps. As long as you have a close enough bundle of ideas, just go execute. Just put stuff out there and learn. And you know your your presumption of, of priority number one may be wrong anyway, right? That's just a presumption. Um, so I kind of give examples of acceptable trade offs, uh, and and it's not just like it's hard. You know, the hard thing again, I'm putting myself. You know, when I was getting useful feedback, and useless feedback would have been just be better, right? Do more. Those are useless things because like, yeah, of course, more is better, better is better, but you have to be able to say in better in which way. And I always say like velocity, iteration, uh, frequency of the you know, number of shots you take, the speed at which you learn versus quality, first impressions, et cetera, right? Uh, and in six months, that might change where now, okay, well, we're moving too fast. We're putting too many things out there. You know, we have a thousand flowers blooming. Let's make a beautiful bouquet out of it, right? So, but, you know, advice and feedback and culture is like all for a moment in time. And for the next six to nine months, this feels like the right thing for us to prioritize. Well, Arun, thank you for joining us and thank you for sharing your insights with us. Really appreciate it. Cool. Thanks, Misha. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. If you're a product leader and want to be featured on my podcast, send me an email. It's Misha at onchassis.com. You can also find the address in the pod description. All right, till next time.